The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty, building a real estate informed community, one epic show at a time. The 74-year-old award-winning Christmas favorite, Baby, It's Cold Outside, has been removed from many broadcasters' playlists. The award-winning Chase Vodka from Hertfordshire, UK, is now available in Canada over the holidays. And award-winning jazz vocalist molly johnson is available it is coming to coburg on march 30th uh, 2019 and you might say how are these award-winning references related to reality realty well grab yourself a favorite beverage and settle in for your thursday morning real estate forum where we take on talk about and interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on northumberland county and the communities within it and let's see if today's show makes you think of anything that resembles award-winning. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. In just a few minutes, we, ha- we will have a guest, and our guest is no stranger to Reality Realty. We, have, we, we will have award-worthy Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty and subject matter expert for the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Jody and I, we're going to talk about one of the biggest topics that uh, Canadians have been talking about over the past year, and that is cannabis. Cannabis and how it could potentially affect the real estate industry and considerations that should be taken concerning this new legal complexity when you're buying and selling a home. Let's get right down to business on our December 6, 2018 snapshot. Snapshot is a look at today's residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. There have been 90 single-family residential sales over the past month and that's down 14 sales over last week's report. It leaves us with a declining inventory of 362 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year remains steady at approximately $413,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 47 days. We're still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 25% based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately four months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. 
Today's mortgage rates, the five-year fixed is as low as 3.59%, and a five-year variable is as low as 2.85%. And as always with mortgages, some conditions do apply. Today's mortgage rates, they come to us from Celebrity Mortgage Broker, Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. That is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market in Northumberland County. So joining us this morning, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is Jody Ledgerwood. Jody is a broker record with Northumberland Hills Realty, and she is also a subject matter expert for the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Good morning, Jody, and thanks for joining again. Good morning, Dale. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, well, you, you know what? Celebrity guest, <laughs> celebrity, celebrity mortgage broker giving us the mortgage rates on an award-winning themed show. This is such an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you for calling me a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And, and, and the thing <clears throat> is, too, the thing is, too, with this, uh, you notice how I, I said it was an award-winning themed show? I did. Sort well, you of. started off with all the alcohol that's award-winning, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that case, that case vodka mm-hmm. from the UK. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a vodka drinker, but apparently <sighs> that's a big deal. That case is here in Canada. I don't know. I've never tried the case, but I am a vodka drinker, so yeah. it might be on my Christmas wish list this year. Well, when, when I was Googling award-winning... <laughs> because somehow I wanted to tie award-winning into my intro this morning. Uh, Case Vodka was high up in uh, in a Google search for news award-winning. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so I don't know if this is an award-winning topic, but we're, we're talking about cannabis. Well, it's a topic on everybody's lips these days. Yeah, absolutely. If you watch the news, I mean, if you if you watch the news for a week, they're bound to mention it at least once, if not all seven times. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a big deal. I mean, Canada now has legalized marijuana, cannabis. You can, you can partake in it uh, medically. You can partake in it recreationally. And you can even grow it in your home. Yeah. And that's the part that really gets us interested, isn't it? It really is. And I'll tell you, this past year, I've traveled a lot for real estate industry uh, business. And that seems to be the big topic at all the conferences as well, is mm-hmm. how how is the government going to roll this out? How is it going to affect our buyers and sellers? How is it going to affect, uh, affect our investors, landlords? It, it, it's a huge topic of interest. Mm-hmm. And, and now you, in 2018, you were our local board, Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. You, you were our president. Yes. And so I'm thinking, as I'm working away from my solitary place <laughs> on this show, I'm thinking, who can I have that would be more, the most informed <laughs> in our area about cannabis and how it relates to uh to real estate and and I'm thinking Jody. Jody has likely been dragged into all sorts of meetings, been part of all sorts of discussions 
Oh, yes. With realtors from all across Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just at the Ontario Realtor Party Conference, and there was over 400 realtors there, and it came up there. It's come up at every single conference I've attended this year, and I've probably attended, gosh, I don't know, probably somewhere between at, at, at least a meeting a month I've been at, if not more, and this topic has come up. I'd every single one of those. So I've got a plethora of information from yeah. other realtors' brains that I've been picking, as well as our MPs, our MPPs. Everybody's literally talking about it. So you're very comfortable in the cannabis uh, scene. I, I think I'm comfortable. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that I know all the ins and outs of it, but I definitely have had the opportunity to share a lot of opinions about it. Okay. And, 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 and and also, uh, what am I what am I thinking? So you, you're familiar with it, um, you've talked it over a whole lot, and, and yeah, and I forget where I was going to go with this. <laughs> so why don't we just get get right involved? And and now, just in case, just yeah. in case some people don't know what we can do, what what can we do? Uh, you know what what. We're legalized here. So what, what exactly does that mean? We're still trying to figure that out. I believe the government has until, I think it's January 23rd, to actually, for Ontario, to, to figure out how this is going to roll out. Yes, it's legal now. Yes, you can smoke it. You can grow it. Um, but what exactly does that mean? Every province is allowed to make their own laws about this. Um, every municipality is allowed to do what they want with it. So we're still, the Ontario government is, this is at the forefront of the, of uh, what's on their plates at this moment in time. Everything else is sort of taking a back seat because they have this deadline in January that they have to meet and they have to have it figured out, so to speak. The, the details on the basics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so right now everybody's just running blind, shall mm -hmm. we say, or smoking blind, I guess, smoking maybe blind. is the appropriate way to put it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, because you've got a bunch of different uh, acts out there, uh, such as the Condominium Act, the Privacy Act, um, um, the, the Medical Act. There, there's all these different acts that are going to be intertwined with the ability to use or grow cannabis in your home, out in public, in parks, at schools, in hospitals, it's going to affect everybody in some way, shape, or form, whether mm -hmm. you want it to or not. Yeah, and, and when we're listening to the news, we're hearing, we're hearing the general concerns with cannabis. We're, we're hearing about, we hear an awful lot about the workplace and how different sectors of the workplace are treating it differently and, and even within say the policing community you get some municipalities who have uh, set some guidelines that you know you know basically they can't come in uh, they need to be coming in fit for for duty whereas other municipalities are saying you know what 28 days uh, you can't have uh, partake partaken in any cannabis for 28 days Mm -hmm. prior to your shift. So even within similar sectors, they're treating it very differently. But what we're going to look at is buying and selling homes. Yes. And how does, you know, because we don't always see that on the television, and, and it certainly does 
affect what we're involved in, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, before this this became legal, um, it was up to us to disclose whether or not the home had been a grow up and what exactly constituted a grow up. Um, sellers that had one plant in their home, was that a grow up or not? Do they have to remove it before they list their house? Um, there was all these things that affected us as realtors that we had to disclose. And now there's a big gray cloud over, because it's legal, do you need to disclose it or not anymore? Um, how does this work? Do you need to tell your sellers, get those plants out? Because it's legal now. Yeah, and, and, so, and, and so you are the pro here, and, <laughs> and I am questioning you, right? But, so I, but I am, I'm always full <coughs> of opinions. Yes. So don't be afraid. I'm not going to be embarrassed if you correct me. <laughs> okay. I'm, thi I'm thinking this big great cloud you're talking about, for the most part, is, is just because we don't understand the basic rules that were already in play. And, mm. and, and because I think it's pretty clear cut. You think it's clear cut? I think it's pretty clear cut. So, so and, and we'll find out. Okay, okay. so this is good because my, my clear cut vision of the world is gonna be challenged here. <laughs> okay. And, and that's good. So, so one, of the, one of the big things that we're concerned about, I think is, is the growing. Yes. Of the of the plants because people, uh, I mean the one basic we know is people can grow up to four plants per residence. Correct. And a residence can mean what? It can mean an apartment building. It can mean a condo. It can mean a townhouse. It can mean a semi-detached. Can be a house. Um, so saying four plants per residence. What exactly does that mean? If you've got an apartment building with 100 units in it, that's 400 plants in one building. That's a grow up. <laughs> yeah, that, when you look at it as a building like that, it, it, it certainly does uh, give a, the, that building a whole new perspective. Um, but let's, let's just think right now of a detached home. Yep. And not even thinking of... I mean, what typically comes to mind when we think of a grow up, we think, I think, my clear cut vision <laughs> is I think of <clears throat> a home where somebody has either taken the, the whole home or, or one entire floor or, or one or two very large rooms and they've, they've basically turned it into a greenhouse and, and it's, it's housing many, many, many plants. That's what I think as I grow up because the op stands for operation. Correct. So I'm not really thinking of uh, a residential home where somebody has one, two, three, or four plants. But still, cannabis, the plant itself, and I don't know this from growing my own. <laughs> put that out there, your qualifier. <laughs> just put that out there. But I understand that this plant really requires a lot of humidity. Um, what I do understand from growing plants is Caroline and I are not ve necessarily very good at it. Me <laughs> so, neither. So no we, green thumb here. <laughs> no. So we don't really understand the whole humidity thing. But some plants do better in our home than others. And, and I guess cannabis is one that really needs a lot of moisture. moisture. So what does that mean to a home? And that's what we're trying to figure out. Um, I, I don't grow cannabis either, and I, I've seen it in homes. Um, I've seen it in small little pots, but I've also seen it 
in giant forms. So I know if you are somebody who is skilled at growing cannabis, uh, four plants could take over an eight by nine room quite easily if you know what you're doing. Uh, so one of the plants could resemble one of our Christmas trees. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm told. That's what I'm made to understand. Um, I think for the for the average person, you're not going to see that. But for it's the one be a poinsettia. That's it exactly. <laughs> but for the the odd person out there who is very very skilled at it, um, four plants is enough to have a really nice operation happening. Yeah, and so. So if you have four big plants like that, then you could have, you know, and a lot of moisture needs to be there on a daily basis. Moisture to us means potentially mold in homes. Correct. And that mold in homes might be seen and it might be behind surfaces too, right? Exactly. You might not see it at mm. all. Um, a lot of times, especially in grow-ups that we've seen, you can walk in and see absolutely nothing on the walls, and then you pull the drywall off, and all the studs behind the drywall are completely black. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in a few homes that had to be remediated, and walking in, you wouldn't know. You, you see the odd water staining, or, or something just doesn't quite feel right or look right. But you rip that drywall off and you rip up the carpets and hokey doodles, the, the mess that you see, the mold and, and the rot, it, it, it's quite extensive. Yeah, and, and, and the reason it's such a big deal for us is because it is it definitely, mold like that definitely not only can make us sick, mm -hmm. but it can be deadly. Exactly. And it's not unusual for it to be deadly either. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you see on the programs where they're showing grow ops, the people that work in them are fully masked. Even uh, I was watching the news a few weeks ago, and they were showing a, a legal grow operation. And everybody in there was in their lab coats and their little white booties and, and were fully clothed from head to toe with masks and everything. So if this is what a legal operation looks like, what kind of damage is being done in an illegal, previously illegal operation, right? Yeah, and so, you know, and, 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 and things will get taken to extremes. Yeah. There will be people who, <clears throat> well, there'll still be people who don't care about the four plant limit. They'll just grow what they want to grow. But there, there will be others that may s try and operate, you know, efficiently and legally at the same time and have these plants that resemble trees as opposed mm -hmm. to poinsettias yes and I mean that's going to happen in life in every in every aspect of life but for the most part I think I would say most people are likely who who actually want to grow and then the other thing just a rabbit trail I'll throw it there but I want to get back to this why grow when you can buy legally now and and the answer mm -hmm. is save money right exactly so if you are if you are taking it for medical reasons so you're taking several grams a day then that could absolutely add up to thousands of dollars a year but if you're just doing it recreationally occasionally and maybe it's not a big deal maybe you don't want those plants in your home you you're not a good green thumb so a lot of people are just going to buy it I'm sure I think so um, well we know that when the website went up it actually crashed the very first day because so many people were ordering online so and and all the illegal shops in and around 
our community and other communities, I mean, they're they're doing good business. <laughs> yes, they are. And even though they're illegal, uh, to the best of my knowledge from reading the the news. Yeah. You need no. to have your license. If you don't have your license, you're not supposed to be selling it. But but they're not. I mean, they're not closing them down right now because no. I think they're waiting for provinces to give direction. Yeah, give more direction. Um, but but so what? What about the home that has just one, two, three, or four plants that that resemble just what we point says <laughs> small, medium, and large poinsettias. I mean. I'm really thinking that, so here's my clear cut, okay. and, and I'm just going to put this out here and then we can address it okay. when we come back. I'm thinking, you don't have to tell anybody anything about that. You, your, your personal business is your personal business, and is it, the only concern that we have, is it, is it a blatant defect. We have patent defects, we have latent defects. Is it a latent defect? Has your one plant or two plants caused a latent defect? Mm -hmm. And if it has, if, if it has, then we have issue. If it's only a stigma, a seller, a seller's representative does and hear me here I'm I'm gonna go out on lines here and say things and, and, and ready to be corrected after the break. <laughs> a seller and a seller's representative do not have to disclose a stigma. And a stigma being a, a, a non physical attribute of a home that may trigger a negative a negative um, emotional or psychological response. It's something that will not affect the, the looks of the home or the functionality of the home. So those are stigmas. So seller doesn't want to share that. They don't have to share that. Seller instructs the realtor not to share that. The realtor can just say um, to the other buyer realtor, you need to do your own due diligence. So, so that's clear cut to me. And Jody, we're going to take a break. And then you can tell me if I'm living in just a... Oh, <laughs> my own little bubble okay sounds good all right well folks you've been listening to reality realty on northumberland 89.7 fm northumberland's local radio and don't go away we'll be right back to discuss more on cannabis and see see how far off base i really went there still walking tall for andre friday nights at 9 p.m and Thursday mornings at 2 a.m. here on Northumberland 89.7 Truly Local Radio. Twas the months before Christmas and all across the land People were shopping in ways they can't stand Filling of carts and clicking of buttons Stuffing their faces in food courts like gluttons When a classic idea came front to their head Why not go shopping in downtown Coburg instead? With atmosphere, charm, and the finest quality, they did all their shopping with still time for tea. Choices made simple, no fuss and no muss. Shop local, shop Coburg, and join all of us. Here at the North Pole, things are rocking as they get ready for the big day. The elves seem inspired after a trip to Long and McQuaid. 
slick little elf. Where'd you get that guitar? Long and McQuaid. Yes, they have great gift ideas for all the musicians and music lovers on my list. Come into any Long and McQuaid musical instruments this Christmas and let our elves help you with some expert advice. Long and McQuaid offers the best service, best selection, and best price. Shop online at long-mcquaid.com. A wide variety of music and unique programs covering many areas of interest. That's a Northumberland 89.7 difference. Check out our complete program schedule anytime at northumberland897.ca. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is one of the most informed <laughs> realtors in Northumberland County on cannabis. What, is, what kind of title is that I just gave you? I don't know. I... I I think that's a misleading title. <laughs> you know what? It, it you was, make it sound like I'm a pothead. <laughs> it, it was meant to be as a head scratcher in 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 just a okay. fun way. Okay. Yeah. So just as long as everybody realizes, just just fun way. We have Jody Ledgerwood here, and and Jody was our local president over the 2018 year, and Jody is also an SM. E, subject matter expert for the Real Estate Council of Ontario, and congratulations for that. That's a new one, right? It is a new one. I, I was just offered that position, uh, was it last week or the beginning of this week? No, last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So that, y y you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting into topics like this. I will be. And digging deep. Yeah. You'll likely be, I'm guessing you'll be assigned one topic at a time sort of thing, and... That, that's what I'm led to believe, that there'll be different <coughs> projects. Um, and basically, I'll be updating and or helping to update and revamp all of our mandatory educational courses. Um, so Part of a crack team? Part of a crack team, nope, yes. No, no pun, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that this will be part of, part of uh, the projects and part of the education is... Uh, what to disclose and how to deal with stigmas. And this is definitely going to be one of those. And at the moment, we're still waiting for guidance from the government. And our Real Estate uh, Act is currently being reformed. Um, so I'm sure that this is going to be dealt with. So within the next year or two, we should have a little bit more guidance on what us as realtors, what our responsibility is to our, our clients and the public. All right. So, so when we're talking about it this morning, we need to talk about it in a perspective of what is today. Correct. Yeah. We, we likely, although as fun as it could be to speculate, <coughs> it's likely not right, especially for you. Probably and not. And even for me. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. So, so yeah. So we're going to base this on what the way the act is written and the way we understand it to be written. And that's why I, I read all the, you know, the sort of uh, waiver stuff about we're not responsible. It's our opinions at this time only. Correct. What we have to say is, but, and so speaking of what we have to say, I said before break, the way I felt about, you know, it's not a big gray cloud about the confusion of what needs to be disclosed and doesn't need to be disclosed because we have rules in play right now being being stigma rules, being latent defect rules, being patent defect rules, and legal is legal. Exactly. And and, and if you if you want to read beyond legal now you're getting into stigmas, how people 
maybe uh, feel emotionally and psychologically and and that that is not either a patent or latent defect so what do you have to say about my clear-cut view through all that gray area <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it makes it definitely more difficult to represent buyers, especially if they feel very strongly uh, against growing or using of cannabis um, when you're showing them homes. Um, they can ask the question, hey, has this, especially now that it's legal, because it's legal, we, according to our act, don't have to disclose that because it's, it, it's a legal activity happening in the homes now. Um, but that still may leave potential buyers very uncomfortable. So how do you deal with that? Especially if the seller says, don't disclose. I don't want anybody knowing my personal business, yeah. as you had mentioned earlier. Um, as, as the seller's realtor, you have to respect that. Um, so La Lawfully. We have lawfully, fiduciary yeah. uh, duties to, to listen. Ex exactly. Um, so if, if the question <coughs> is posed, um, as, as you said earlier, clear cut is, clear cut is remaining clear cut so far. That's right. <laughs> it, it's a stigma. So all you can say is please do your due diligence. So what does that mean as the buyer's representative? It means maybe knock on the doors of the neighbors and say, hey, do you know anything? Because my buyer is really uncomfortable with this. Um, that's about... Google search, Google search of yeah. the address, see if it came up in the local news as being a, a grow up that got busted, you know, yeah, exactly some time ago, uh, a, a home inspection where mm. actual air samples are taken for mold. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get the answer immediately. It's going to take time, you know, a little bit of time. I, I think, I think you can get answers within a week. But, right. but then that might change the way a um, home inspection condition is written. Right, exactly. For time. But I, I, do, know, I do know that home inspectors uh, do take the, I don't know if all of them take the samples, but I. I, I think if you request it and they've <coughs> got the equipment to do so, yeah. they will. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dave Smith, Pillar Post Home Inspectors, there's a plug, Dave. I know he <laughs> does it because he's done it for me. Right. He's done it for my clients. And uh, so, they, I mean, there there are those methods. Uh, but but there's a neat thing. You, you said you could ask the seller's realtor. Mm -hmm. So the buyer's realtor comes to the seller's realtor because the buyer wants to know, has it been used to grow uh, marijuana? And... And they're given the answer, do your own due diligence. So let's translate that answer. <laughs> when you hear that answer, what do you think right away? When I hear that answer, I go, ooh, <clears throat> they've definitely grown plants in here. Because otherwise, why would they say, do your own due diligence? Um, now, now it's up to the buyer to decide, was it one plant, 10 plants? What, how many plants that this seller doesn't want to be forthcoming with? Um, were they growing? Um, and then it's up to them to either ask around, um, do a little more research, or to go forward with the deal. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking, imagine, I'm thinking like a realtor. Mm -hmm. I'm, th I'm thinking there's got to be realtors out there that can, trying to figure out how they will do that because they know as soon as that question comes up with a seller 
who says none of your business and they they answer do your own due diligence they know how that gets translated so would a realtor start to think I am as a realtor going to create my own policy on stigma right not on cannabis necessarily but just stigma, stigma. I'm gonna create a stigma policy where I'm going to when I talk to uh, a seller I am going to recommend that my policy is that I do not get involved in stigma. And I'd recommend you uh, as a seller to instruct me not to get involved in stigma. And here is why. Because if we just do case at a time, <clears throat> then, then, uh, then, then when we do say, do your own due diligence, then it's, it's read one way. But if this is a policy, then people will start to understand when it comes to stigma. They, so it's not unusual right. to get that answer. Does right. that sound like a, uh, a potential That may be your potential get-out-of-jail-free <coughs> card. It, it covers you. It covers all sellers, not just one seller. Mm -hmm. um, and you could very easily say that that's my policy to other realtors. Look, my policy is not to get involved in stigmas. So um, you're going to have to ask around, do your research, because I don't get involved. Mm -hmm. and, and now, now, if you're a seller mm -hmm. and your realtor comes to you like that, but they, they've just never been involved in any stigma. They might say, okay, Mrs. Realtor or Mr. Realtor, I, I appreciate your policy. I understand where it's coming from, but we're so squeaky clean here. We want you to say there is none. there is none of anything, you know, um, no ghosts, <laughs> no ghosts, no, no murders, no, no, yeah. no anything. Yeah, because stigma that it, it covers everything, although they may have been involved in a stigma and not even realized it. Um, stigma could be a really bad neighbor next door that mm -hmm. has done nothing but cause you, cause you and all the other neighbors havoc. That's a stigma as well. Um, living in a certain area that's known for, say, high, high criminal rate, that's a stigma. Mm -hmm. Does that directly affect your house? It probably doesn't. And the functionality of your house, it probably doesn't. However, it could be a stigma of the neighborhood. So and even it might not even be true. Uh, that's it. And so even though these people may be squeaky clean, there may still be a stigma attached to them, unbeknownst to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just maybe, yeah. Yeah, it, it <coughs> is interesting. So, I mean, those are some approaches that realtors are going to have to consider. How do they do this? Because, and, and, and they'll need to think it through. That's it. Uh, the big picture. And sellers are absolutely going to have to think about this, and then the buyers too. Yeah. I mean, when, when you get the answers you're getting. And what if the house you're buying, as you said, squeaky clean sellers, but the house next door has the four plants growing, and they sit out on their front porch smoking all the time. Is that going to affect your house, the, of the squeaky clean and seller? It, yeah, and it's, and, and it's not, not to say... Not to say someone partaking in a legal activity and abiding by all legal uh, aspects of that activity are not squeaky clean. So just to put that exactly. out there, we, 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 sort of, we sort of use that <laughs> title. Um, 
you know, but, but yeah, and, and, and maybe there, maybe there, it's not the, the plant yeah. or the smoking that's upsetting you as a neighbor. Maybe it's the, um, the, the social, the socializing. Right. Maybe it's the amount of cars. Maybe it's the, the, the fun. Exactly. That. The, the talking and, and uh, the lack of quietness on your property. That's actually the issue. Yeah. yeah, the issue. There's a whole lot that goes with cannabis that people just aren't thinking about that the government, I don't think, has thought about rushing this through. And for me, the big one is apartments and condos, especially if you've got allergies. You can't control what the guy next door does because legally he's allowed to do that. So how does that now affect your property, your standard of living, and your ability to enjoy your property? Okay, here, so question, let's, let's jump off of that one. Apartments and condos, you look at them, very similar. Uh, you know, a condo, and we just did a, we just did a show with Jack Dupuy last week on condos. Uh, very interesting. Um, you know, what is a condo? But the first thought that comes to mind with a condo, we think of the apartment style Correct. condo, and that's a that's a place people's heads go. So let's just keep going with the apartment style condo. You look at apartment building. You look at apartment style condo. The building itself very similar. But the rules, the way those two different entities mm -hmm. operate can be very different, right? Exactly. And, and condos being able to have much, uh, much tighter rules. Um, so even though everything isn't squared off yet, right? there are condo boards who've already been setting new rules. Yes, they've been rushing to yeah. get rules in so that they can be grandfathered in before the, the, before the government sets rules. So, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about <coughs> that so we, we know. So this is just chatter that I'm hearing out there, and whether it's going to come to fruition or not is, is another story. But we're starting to hear that if the condominiums, uh, if the condominium board have changed their rules saying uh, no cannabis on the property, no growing plants, and those rules are in place before the government puts their rules in place, those rules will be grandfathered in. Very much like when bylaws and zoning changes. If you already have a, a building that conforms to the current standard and then it gets and then the standards change, but you're already there and existing as such and operating as such, then you're considered grandfathered in. So you can continue to operate and stay as you are even though the rules have changed. So this is what we're hearing throughout. So condominium uh, boards are rushing right now to set a certain standard of living in each of their condo boards. So they're rushing right now to make rules um, to either allow or disallow or allow the enjoyment of it, the use of it on the property, or not allow it. Um, they're really trying to protect what they currently enjoy um, so that should new owners buy in, they may not be able to partake based on these condo rules. Yeah, because because condo rules, I mean, they can tell you if you can have a dog mm -hmm. or a cat or not. What color grapes to hang. Yes. Very specific. Yeah, and, and so 
and 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 here's a tricky thing and I might I might have to retract something from last week I'm still reading into it because one of the things we Jack and I talked about last week was age restrictions yes and I had read that there are they a condo board can have an age restriction whereas they can say only people within this age group and this group uh, can live in this condo now you know and and after the show I I went back to my sources and I, I did realize that all my sources credible credible sources were from Calgary were from Alberta mm. and and so then I tried to di- sort of focus in on Ontario only and I never I could not find anything Ontario uh, related so I have I have sent messages out to people in the know because I, I need to find out if I need to retract that statement or not but human rights so that that mm-hmm. comes into a human rights thing and I do know when I when I was reading over the documentation you know, out there in Alberta, that condo rules can trump yes. human rights rules. Because it's a private building. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a private corporation. And so you don't, it's not mandatory that you live there because there's so many other places you can live. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with private corporations, they can make their own rules, uh, which is funny because normally they say you, you cannot contract outside of the law. That's right. Um, So this is very, very interesting that condo corporations, for whatever reason, we're seeing them contract outside of the law. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the Landlord and Tenant Act, and it says you cannot tell people they can't have pets. And yet in a condo corporation, you can tell people they can't have pets. You say you, you can't discriminate based on, you know, age, race, religion, all of those things. And yet a condo corporation can discriminate mm-hmm. based on those things. So we have condo corporations right now who have already and and are in the process of uh, establishing rules and regulations saying you cannot smoke in your unit. You may be not even able to smoke on, on com- the common element property and you cannot grow your plants. And so, th- you know, where, where the boards are voting and agreeing, um, so that yeah, they can set that rule, but we yet we don't yet know if they'll hold up. That's it exactly. If, if they'll stand the test of time. I, I can see there being some challenges in the court system with regards to these rules. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple of years, um, whether that'll stick or not. Yeah. Well, Jody, it's time for a break, and we'll be going to, into our last segment. So, folks, you've been listening to. Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM, local real estate talk. Join us after this break. We could likely do a whole afternoon on this topic, <laughs> but we have, we have 20 minutes to go, so we'll be right back. Your friends at Northumberland, 89.7 is hosting their second annual Help Trust a Kid for Hockey. Here's Dave Clark with more information. Some kids' hockey dreams are on hold this year. You can help dress a kid for hockey. Drop your donation in the Blue Towers and build hockey memories to last a lifetime. You can give at the station, 1000 Elgin Street West or downtown, at Kelly's Home Like Inn, 205 3rd Street, or Somerville Sporting Goods, 78 King Street West. Make a kid's hockey dreams come true. Help dress a kid for hockey. Looking for a car in Northumberland? You don't have to spend a lot of money to get a decent vehicle priced properly. Head on up to the Baltimore Auto Plaza, five minutes north of Coburg, and stop in at Bob Curry Auto Sales. 
There's a lot of reasons why Bob has sold over 4,000 vehicles since 1998 in Coburg. Want to trade your existing vehicle in? Bob can do that. Need financing? Bob does that too. When you talk to Bob, you're talking to the man who says yes. That's why you see his stickers on vehicles all over Northumberland. But don't bring a lot of money, you won't need it. Bob Curry Auto Sales. Decent vehicles priced properly since 1973. The holiday season is upon us and with it brings numerous festive parties and socializing. So when you're out making merry, be sure it ends up a pleasant experience for everyone. Have a designated driver and celebrate responsibly. This message from Better Mechanical Heating and Air Conditioning, 1039 Mount Pleasant Road, Cabin. Call 905-396-6300 or email bettercallbetter at gmail.com. Better Mechanical and Air Conditioning wishes everyone a safe and happy holiday season. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest this morning is Jody Ledgerwood. And we are talking cannabis we're talking cannabis how it affects buying and selling real estate and there are there are just so many different aspects of it jody do you do you i mentioned earlier it just came to my mind i mentioned earlier latent and patent defects mm -hmm. do you want to explain the difference between a latent <laughs> and patent defect because I, I mentioned it, and I didn't really, you know, I said it as though everybody knows what it is. Right. Do you, do you got a, a, a good, clear? A good, clear definition? Distinction? Let me see here. And I may confuse the two, because sometimes I do. Uh, one of them, I, I believe it's the patent, patent defect is the one patent where you can, can see. see yeah. yeah. If you yeah. walk into a house, you can see there's a hole in the foundation. You can see cracks in the walls. Uh, those are patent defects. You can see them. You don't have to do any research. They're there in front of you. A latent defect is a defect in the home that you can't necessarily see. So the electrical in the walls, you can't see if it's burnt out or if that outlet works without bringing some other tool or instrument in to test it. So that would be a latent defect. So if, if you know your electrical's not up to code or you know that this outlet doesn't work, um, that's a latent defect. And as a seller, you should be disclosing that information. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a crack in the pool and the water leaks out, that's a latent defect. We can't see that, but the seller knows it exists and that this is a reoccurring problem. They need to disclose that. And, and I believe that I believe those two definitions, even with the patent, even extends to whether a seller or a seller's home inspector mm -hmm. can can easily see it. So it. so if we can't see it necessarily, but a home inspector can, then that would still be considered a patent, patent defect. defect, which we don't have to say boo about. Exactly. Because you can see it yeah, usually. It's caveat emptor. Yeah. It's uh, buyer beware. That's right. And but those those latent ones, and and that's where we get into the cannabis and that's where we get into the uh you know what's happening behind the walls exactly uh, what's happening in the attic uh quite often with cannabis um operations in the past yeah i'm not i doubt this is gonna apply for just a couple <laughs> plants like what's legal but you could quite often get into shoddy wiring Yep. Because there w there need to be a bunch of heating systems and and maybe automated watering systems and different things and they weren't always being constructed by a 
by a licensed master electrician. Correct. So shoddy wiring could be fire hazard down the road too. And getting into that, uh, my me not knowing anything about how cannabis grows and how it all works, I wonder if the space, if you've got four plants and you're growing them in a closet, how oh. does the moisture affect that tiny space? Could you still end up, it's not like growing it in a 10 by 12 room for plants. You're growing it now in a, what are most closets, three by two or a three yeah. by four yeah. space. Yeah. All that moisture and light that has to be generated in that tiny space. I have a hard time believing you're not going to get mold and stuff in that space, especially if it's not well ventilated and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I think um, even just growing one to four plants could have detrimental effects on a home, depending on where they're growing, how it's growing, and what kind of ventilation is being used. It, but you, yeah, and, and that's, that's assuming somebody's tucking it away. I mean, they mm -hmm. have tents. They have the, the cannabis growing tents, too, which, okay. which, will, uh, which will ventilate. You know, you can have them so they'll ventilate out to the outside. And, but that's not that I haven't even seen one, but... I doubt that's an attractive thing. When we deal with homes, we're looking at, we're trying to sell something and we're trying to make it attractive. And I'm thinking more that people have plants and they're mixed in with their other plants within the house. Probably, because if you're someone like myself, I don't know what it looks like. And I've been in houses and shown homes and my buyers have went, oh, did you see that behind the furnace? Like, see what? Or, oh, did you see that right in the front window? And I'm going... Yeah, they had some beautiful plants, and they're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really kind of yeah. dumb or numb <laughs> to uh, what they look like. Uh, I definitely know what they smell like. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what, what do they look like? And, 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 and I believe we're all going to be very familiar with it in another five or ten oh, years. Sure. And this and And this potential stigma thing, mm -hmm. I think, will be gone. It's going to be not everybody will like it. But I think a lot, and, and not everybody likes cigarettes. That's right. Uh, it bothers people. The people don't like the smell of it. People don't like what it does to ceilings. Uh, uh, you know, cigarettes is another stigma. Yeah, it, it really is. But 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 cigarettes isn't the doesn't have that uh, illegal sort of stigma. Right. Wine, uh, you know, spirits, mm -hmm. beer. It's it's just normal. It's part of normal life, and yeah. and soon I believe this cannabis is going to be equally as normal. I think you're right. And all this good radio talk is going to go by the wayside. <laughs> this will become just air. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll have to we'll have to make a, a mountain out of something else. That's right. And not to say that this is a molehill today, because if it was, we wouldn't, you know, exactly. it wouldn't be an issue. And and that's the neat thing about real estate, too. What's a, a molehill for one person is a mountain for another. Exactly. And if it is a mountain for that person, then it's truly a mountain. That's it. How do you deal with it? You, you move on. You find something that's, that's suitable. You got it. Yeah. Which, which in a market like we've had where there's hardly any inventory. Oh, difficult to do. Difficult to move on. Then it's finding how do you make close work. Exactly. So I would say, going back yes. to number one, if, if, if I had somebody that had cannabis plants mm -hmm. in their home, mm -hmm. like 
two, three, four, one. Mm-hmm. I've seen them on TV, and I don't think they're very attractive. Right. I mean, so just basic staging. Is there another place that it can go <laughs> that is not one of the first things we see if it's not an attractive plant? That's just basic staging. Yeah. And, and if it is working well in combination with the... Uh, with the the ivory and you know whatever other plant is there and it's just one of a few and it's it's a typically well staged home i'm thinking just leave it there just leave it it's no you know people people sometimes have a decorative wine rack do we do we scurry around and try to get them to hide their wine rack no (laughs) <laughs> or, 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 or we encourage them to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's my thoughts. Insurance. Yes. Insurance is going to be another issue with... Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a nightmare because, again, w- we still don't know what four plants is going to look like in a home. What kind of damage can four plants possibly do depending on where they are and mold travels so if they're in a small little room confined because you've got children and dogs and stuff so you're 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 growing it in a closet thinking you're completely safe but there could be mold accumulating in that closet behind the walls and mold travels so you think you're doing a good thing but you might not be so how is that going to affect the insurance industry when somebody else comes in and they rip down, they decide to do a remodel, and there's all this mold. Now what? I think the likes of Dave Smith, uh, home inspectors, and other professionals who do air sampling, I think this is not open, only opening up this cannabis retail. Mm-hmm. I think it's opening up uh, air, air quality testing in the future. Yes. Now... Not to say this is a brand new thing for us, because how many times do we walk into a home and it smells musty and moldy, Mm -hmm. and it's not, nobody's grown cannabis. No. Nobody's drawn a picture of a cannabis plant. It's just poor ventilation in the home. Poor ventilation, or how many homes, basements, will have um, dampness, or or actually seasonally have water. Water, yeah. Or even more than seasonally, and, and then, you know, it comes, it goes, it dries up, but it never got remediated properly. Yeah. And so, I mean, mold's existing in a lot of homes today. Oh, well, I think almost every home has some type S- of mold. Some degree of mold, but yeah. I mean, the kind of mold where you go, you walk in and you go, oh, th- this is no good. Has it. Throw in a dehumidifier, problem solved. <laughs> so we're, we're really just talking about another potent, potential source. Yeah. Potential. It'll be interesting to see if it's mandated air quality tests on homes. You know, they've been trying to mandate all these energy audits and this, that, and the next thing on homes. So it'll be interesting to see, and insurance companies, especially when there's aluminum wire, they're mandating that you get ESA certificates. It'll be interesting to see if they start mandating air quality um, certifications before they will even insure your home just so that they can make sure that things are fine or if they're going to put in a mandate in all of the insurance policies that your home's no longer covered if they can relate a problem back to the growing of cannabis just mm-hmm. like flooding you know if if you live in flood zones you can't get insurance for flooding mm-hmm. um, in fact I think the unless it's a uh, directly related to plumbing you can't get insurance for flooding anymore so I'm, I'm interested to see how the insurance companies are going to uh, play with this and how it's going to roll out at their end. 
Yeah, and 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 when you when you say it like that too, I and you say I wonder if if it, it's going to become mandatory for more air quality testing for insurance for real estate resales. Uh, I I think I think to radon. Oh yeah. Radon. I I can't remember the the stat, but it's like one in fifteen or one in twenty homes in Ontario has uh, radon limits, becquerel limits higher than than what is approved, mm-hmm. and and our limits are higher than the U.S. limits by a long shot. So to so to actually be too high in in Ontario is is a shame, and this is. This is a killer. Radon's mm-hmm. a killer. Second, uh, second reason only to smoking for lung cancer. Right. And, and yet we all put in granite countertops. And and, <laughs> and we and and how many people have had a radon test in their home? Very, Very few. few. And yeah. and it's a biggie. So so this cannabis to me, Jody, is just another one. Mm-hmm. It's it's the hottest news. Yeah. But it's just another one of many that have existed, and we and it's like. It's like my to-do list at home. <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> and, and sometimes I don't even see it anymore. That's right. And, and Carol Ann, not to say I don't want to see it. Because it <laughs> is walking around blind, Carol Ann. Don't listen to him. <laughs> because it is important to me. But, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just our newest thing to add to the list, I believe. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the next year or two. So, Jody. If somebody is looking for more answers on how, what they should do to ready their home for sale, and, and when, when I say that, one of the things I think of, yes, you have every right in Canada now to have grow four plants and to smoke marijuana mm-hmm. in your home and enjoy it on a daily basis. But then again, you also have every right to create an investment if you own your home, to create an investment that might not sell. So exactly. y- you got lots of rights here, but if somebody is interested in, in learning more, or if somebody is interested in finding a good realtor to list their home or find a home, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you can reach me by my cell, 905-269-7653, or you can reach me by email at jledgerwood at nhrealty.ca. Jody, I'd like to thank all uh, you, and I'd also like to thank our sponsor of our show. We have we have we have a high high quality sponsor. We have Sarah Jacob at oh, SMM Law. She's fabulous. She's amazing. Yeah. Her her team is amazing, and I would like to thank Sarah and her team for sponsoring Reality Realty for making it possible for us mm-hmm. to bring the community valuable information on real estate and transactions each and every week. She knows Northumberland. She really does. She knows Northumberland. She knows law. She knows real estate. And she's already working for you uh, in this capacity to bring Mm -hmm. you information here on Reality Realty. So I really encourage you to contact Sarah Jacob for your real estate needs. And if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any other real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. Bye. 
reach us on social media. Go to facebook.com slash Northumberland 89.7 or on Twitter at Truly Local 89.7. Did you ever expect a radio show to be this great? No, I just tuned in. I hadn't been really enjoying radio. At first I thought, oh, 